0: Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. Nope, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman and this is Make My Day. The world is a hard place to be, so every week I try to make it a little more friendly, a little more fun. I play a game with one guest or team of guests who are guaranteed to win because they're the only contestants. And as we go through the game I invented for them, I assign them points based on how much their answers delight me and cheer me up. Then at the end, the winners and only contestants, I must reiterate, win a $100 donation each to the cause or charity of their choice. And we each give a pep talk to someone in the world or a group of people or an entity that we think need it this week, because this isn't all about me. It's just mostly about me. Today's guests are the co-host of the podcast lecture hall, which is kind of a lo-fi, sporadic, 90s indie rock band of a podcast or like Nirvana before they released Bleach as a podcast, which I guess was the 80s. But anyway, our first guest is Roti Gupta, who is slightly taller than our second guest, Dylan Gorilla. Did I get that all right?
1: Yes, that's perfect. Thank you for saying all of that. Of course. Um, thank you for comparing us to Nirvana, like while <laughs> they're a band, because I would probably liken us to Nirvana when they're all children and don't know each other. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say how I think it's really cool
2: and subversive how uh, being 5'3 is taller than 5'5 now.
0: Okay. So there's a little dissent about the introduction. I apologize for any friction that I've caused by mentioning your relative heights.
2: No, I think that you're just doing your job, and I think that the listener's (laughs) job is to look at a photo of me and Brothy and make their own decision. The listener's job is to never look
1: at a photo of me. <laughs> Don't say that ever again, Dylan.
0: <laughs> I, look, I try not to assign that much outside reading for the podcast, mm-hmm. but listeners, if you would like to look at a photograph of Brothy and Dylan standing side by side, you're welcome to, it's not compulsory for enjoy, your enjoyment of the rest of the podcast.
1: It might actually affect you negatively. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Dylan and I both get a little bit of an electrocution whenever somebody Google's either of us. But I like it. I like how it feels, and Brothy doesn't.
0: Okay.
2: I don't. I don't like how. No, it No. I feel like uh, it's like a nice cup of cup of coffee, and Brothy like feels jolt like gets
0: you going. The
2: joke gets me going. Brothy feels like ouch.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel hurt. I feel yeah. hurt physically by it.
0: <sighs> Listeners, it's up to you whether you would like to Google. Our guests today, knowing that it will cause one person pain and another exhilaration. It's like a real trolley problem of a <laughs> Google search. <laughs> so I, I think that it's up to you. How are you? Thank you for being here.
2: Thanks for having yeah, us. Thank you for
0: having us. Of course. I'm I'm so excited. Let's jump into our game for this week. <laughs> our game this week is called Learning Sensation. As the host of the podcast, Lecture Hall. You two are experts in the field of education and self-improvement, which is what I'm going to ask you about today. As always, I will judge your answers based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me specifically. Broti and Dylan, are you ready to play Learning Sensation?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Perfect. First question. What is one skill you wish you'd learned as a child, but didn't?
2: Brag corner, I'm naturally pretty flexible, And uh, I feel that if I had been a child, if I had been like two or three, and like a Russian woman like just flattened me to the ground, I could be Mm -hmm. a professional dancer.
0: You wish you had had like the proper bullying to be like a competitive professional dancer. I
2: wish that a very withholding Russian woman um, Mm -hmm. hurt me until my bones changed.
0: You think you have the natural aptitude for it, but what you lacked was the kind of mental and physical abuse element.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. Dylan comes from a really lovely mom. (laughs) (laughs) that's the problem i mean yeah yeah it's really impeding a lot and that's the thing like
2: i'm on a comedy podcast i would have been like in russia being very small and lifted
0: up you're really fixated on the russian part of this it's
2: russian it's russian (laughs) that's very important to me
0: like do you picture yourself in the russian national ballet like that kind of well, it's cool.
2: very, there's like, it's like Slavic and there's like uh, characters that are not like the English characters in fr- on, on the front of the stage. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm from America and it's, um, right. and I fall in love and it's snowing. It's very cold in Moscow, that kind of thing.
0: When you spell it out like that, I don't want to say it's worth any abuse you would have endured, but I will say having endured it, you have found the beauty in the world.
2: Oh my God. Cause I'm like a ballerina and I'm like, it's like I've rehearsed all day. I had a show at night and now I'm on the train and I have like a sweatshirt on over my leotard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Do you think the Russian dancers and the Russian public in this kind of alternate? World, do they accept you immediately, or do you have to win them over?
2: Uh, they do not accept me immediately. Like, there's a lot of like stuff in the <laughs> newspaper about like I'm sick of Americans coming. Like, why are we importing dancers? The, Russia sure. is like a dance headquarter. What are you doing? But then I show. Then I'm undeniable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I would like for each <laughs> sort of article- um, no, 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 no I, this is this is about me now. But I, I would <laughs> love for each article to get progressively more and more specific, so that it's it just ends with like. We're just sick of this one
0: American. <laughs> oh, right. So it's yeah. like it starts off fe- like kind of feeling like, "Oh, this is a trend of American dancers coming to Russia." And then it is just like a series of journalists with personal vendettas against Dylan.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and I welcome them. When they when they every every new article, I di- I turn that much quicker. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. I'm I'm on that much more of a point of my dancing. Do
0: you, do you have like a yeah. scrapbook of these articles?
2: I look at them, I look through them. My my coach is like, memorize them, play them in your head while you're doing Swan Lake and mm-hmm. you'll fly higher than any ballerina of all time.
1: Mm-hmm. You put them on the mirror to align them with your face every time you turn.
0: Oh, wow. What a detail, right. So that when you kind of are... are uh, orienting yourself for those turns, you kind of lock eyes with those headlines on the mirror. Well,
2: Josh, that's called spotting, and it helps yes. you not get dizzy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my spot is um, that. Yes, thank you.
0: Is, is Are the headlines specifically pejorative headlines about your uh, emergence in the Russian ballet scene.
2: Well, and then my Russian boyfriend is like, why do you look at that kind of stuff? Why are your feet so jacked? Why do you put yourself through this? And I'm like, not only do you not understand, I'm in love with the the, the director of the Moscow Ballet.
0: Whoa, this is a bombshell.
1: This is just I mean, this is actively just Black Swan, but inexplicably set in Russia. Um, <laughs> which I think is a great answer to what is one skill you wish you'd learned as a child? <laughs> <but didn't. laughs> I think it's a really great and direct answer. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this answer is worth 602 points. Wow. Yeah, Wow. Yeah. Next question. What is one school subject or just like life skill you excelled at as a child that did not translate to your adult life? When
1: I was a kid, I used to be able to like make it look like there was a hole in my shoulder because I was, I could like dislocate my shoulder, Mm -hmm. but it didn't translate to adult life because my dad found out I was doing that and he made me stop.
0: Can you not do it anymore? Are you just out of practice or both?
1: Um, Well, I think I'm just like not allowed to. Still? A- and I think I'm still not allowed well, to. What does a, a hole in your shoulder look like? What does that mean?
0: You're trying um, to get her I to do it and she's not allowed to. Do it. I'm
1: not allowed to. You have to email my dad and ask if I can.
0: Um. So, like, what do you think, like, what do you think if you could still do the thing with the hole in your shoulder? Where do you think that would get you as an adult? Like, what what doors do you see opening if you'd cultivated that skill and maintained it? Can
2: I answer that for Brothy? The damn yeah. circus. The
1: damn circus. <laughs> The okay, you know what? Two doors open for me. Their names Barnum and Bailey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brody thinks the name of the doors are Barnum and Bailey.
0: Well, they did. Barnum and Bailey, by the end of their run managing that circus, were such bitter rivals, they would not pass through the same door. Most people don't know that.
1: Wow, well, yeah, so I would have to choose between Barnum or Bailey. But I think they the made doors would be open for me, and I think yeah. I think that I would replace like an animal that they were horrifically abusing um, by uh, being like a, a a shoulder freak who like the freak element is that I'm really eager to show everyone. When
2: I drop her off at the circus, I'm gonna say
1: she's used to getting zapped. Google a
2: picture of her; that'll make her dance.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do need a ride to the circus because I don't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brody's ride to the circus. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice of Dylan to give me a ride to the circus, ultimately. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Normally when you talk about someone running off and joining the circus, I would have assumed you would have like taken a rideshare or something. But Dylan, you are a good friend to take her to the circus.
2: Well, I'm, what I meant was that I was dropping you off. Like I was like, hey, brother, you want to go out to dinner? And then I drop you off at the circus. And I'm oh, like how
0: you take a dog to the vet. Yeah,
2: exactly. I'm like, brother, you want to go? And she's like, I'd
1: love to go to the beach. You ask your dog if they want to go out to dinner with you.
0: <laughs> this is an incredible answer. It, it went from shoulders to the circus. Um I think that's huge. This answer is worth 520 points.
1: Yeah. Wow. We also raised awareness of the simple act of carpooling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If we're going to avert climate catastrophe, we can't all be driving ourselves to the circus. Clowns have known that for years.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they famously known that. <laughs> clowns are sort of the original Al Gore.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if every clown had voted for Ralph Nader <laughs> in 2000, just think about the world we'd be living in. Oh, my
2: God. Because there are so many clowns. There are way <laughs> more clowns than you think there are.
0: I think that's probably true.
2: When you think of the number of clowns, you have to triple it. Yeah, because look around DC.
0: You're talking about those clowns in Washington.
2: Don't don't even acknowledge it, Josh. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's what she wants. She wants you to go. Wait a minute.
1: That's so fun. Don't do it.
0: I'm just saying. You can
1: acknowledge it. You can acknowledge it. (laughs)
0: Don't. This is the most contentious team pairing I've ever had on this podcast. Normally, when two close friends and colleagues appear on the show together, they're not kind of each other's adversaries while also (laughs) being my super adversary.
2: (laughs) That's what we do, Josh.
0: This is a new vibe.
2: I think I've said this before, but our vibe is like two male hamsters being introduced to each other at Petco. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're both like, ah! (laughs) Has,
0: Has someone told you yet that you are like the two college students from White Lotus and I'm I feel like I'm every other character on White Lotus I'll take it next question what is your favorite mnemonic device for remembering a potentially tricky fact or process
2: uh, I mean it's gotta be PEMDAS I was just oh, yeah. gonna say is PEMDAS I was literally gonna say minus cause PEMDAS cause it's the best one the famous one and it's um. please excuse me Uh, don't don't ask sir
0: Oh, interesting. I always heard, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Yeah, but this is rejected. about
2: this is about a guy who's prying too much. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse and me. you're like... Don't ask, sir.
2: <laughs> Pemdas, seriously.
0: The one I grew up with, I guess I would never considered the backstory for why you're like, ah, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Like, what was Sally doing yeah. that was so fucked up that she doesn't know to ask forgiveness on her own behalf and you have to do it for her?
1: We all have that relative. Yeah, we all have our <laughs> dear Aunt Sally who's doing crimes. Yeah. And and we have to say to the citizens of, you know, wherever Gotham we City. are. Sure. Please yeah. please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. She is off doing a lot of crimes and it's affecting us negatively. I'm <laughs> saying it to a jury of her peers and I'm like, you got to please, please excuse her.
0: <laughs> that is, I feel like that's a slightly weak closing statement.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> please. Yeah. That's what I do. Please. I go, come on. <laughs> Dylan is the DA. Yeah, I'm like,
2: come on, you guys, come on, right? Seriously. And then there, you, honestly that would that would work on me more than evidence. Like more than evidence. <laughs> if somebody just said to me, like, don't be a bitch about this, I would do it. You know what I mean?
0: Oh fuck. Are they gonna think you're yeah. a bitch?
2: Yeah, no, if you're like it's ser- come on, seriously, that would I would do anything.
0: You're like, Wait, did the did the jurors say something? It's like <laughs> juror... I don't
1: I don't want the the DA to be mad at me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> can you imagine if twelve angry men were all angry at you? Ex- exactly,
0: oh, it would be so uncomfortable. That's that would be as many men as have ever been angry at me in person. I think mm-hmm.
1: that's twelve angry at Brothy men. I hate that movie. That's not a movie <laughs> I want to watch. It's a movie I take very personally. <laughs>
0: It it does sound, in your defense, personal to you. Yeah,
1: it does, doesn't it?
0: This jury is as angry at you as the Russian press is at Dylan for becoming a ballerina in their country.
1: Absolutely. And it's terrifying. But at the end, at the end of the day, Dylan does become a ballerina in both situations. And you
0: are acquitted of those homicides.
1: I'm also
2: dancing in the 12 Angry Men who are angry at at Brody.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's the B story. Well,
2: they're deliberating for a long time, and I come in and I'm like, "Put on some. I have a pianist, and let's do it."
1: I'm the pianist.
2: Yeah, but that's why they're so angry at you is because you're playing out of tune. <laughs> and so I, then I'm like, I don't call my boyfriend. I call the the creative director of the Moscow Ballet <laughs> of the Moscow Ballet because yeah. he's I the one that would understand. Them. And yes. you know what? He did, and it brought us closer now. than ever. And we got we got dangerously close to to doing something bad for my relationship. Can you I know say what I something? mean? Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: I, here's where I struggle to understand this relationship because, you know, I'm at the piano and I hear you making this phone call and I hear him yelling. I hear the creative director yelling at you. And I'm like... He is yelling at me, but that's the sort
2: of like <laughs> cr- tortured uh, passion that two artists have that I'm lacking in my other relationship. And that's what is so erotic about what's going on. And he's my superior. We have to keep it a secret.
0: The question was, what is your favorite mnemonic device for remembering a potentially tricky factor (laughs) process? And the path that led us here is, you both said
1: PEMDAS.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And wait, just real quick. Walk the listener through PEMDAS if they're not familiar.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's a math thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, it's order of operations, right? Yeah.
1: Parentheses,
0: yeah. exponents, multiplication, division, um, <laughs> addition, subtraction. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> this is the show. Do you don't have to apologize? I'll tell you, you need to apologize. This is the creative director of the Moscow Ballet.
2: We're adults. He doesn't need to apologize. We're both adults. I'm sorry.
0: So... Maybe he doesn't have to apologize. I'm just jumping to conclusions. I'm kind of coming at it from from my mindset on, on relationships. I, I apologize, honestly.
2: That's okay. That's okay.
0: Thank you. Next question. Oh, wait, I don't think I gave that a score. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't. That answer, the PEMDAS. We're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go five to the third power. Five to the fourth power. Six hundred twenty-five points. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Yeah, huge. Huge. Take that, Pemdas. Next question. What to you is the most fun, fun fact?
1: I have one. I Mm -hmm. also have one. Dylan was arrested in a casino once. (laughs) Dylan went to casino jail when she was like 17. And I think that's a really fun fact.
0: Dylan, was that what you were going to (laughs) say?
1: I was going to say that polar bears are actually black.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would say, now this isn't a contest because you two are playing on the same team. I will say Dylan's fact is a little more whimsical.
1: (laughs) She had to uh, stay in some sort of casino (laughs) holding cell while her mom came up to pick her up. It was
2: also just really felt like someone's office. It was like an office in the basement.
0: Well, I guess now that we've opened this can of worms, what happened at the casino?
2: Okay. Well, look, so uh, I, my parents were in Atlantic City Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I was visiting Philadelphia and I went up to see them. And I was waiting for my mom, and I was sitting there by myself, sober at like 2 p.m. And I had a dollar, so I put it in a slot machine Got and it. joylessly pulled the lever. And uh, then a man came over and said, How old are you? And I went, 18. And he was like, It's 21. And then I was put in <laughs> casino jail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that this story is because it wasn't that you didn't lie convincingly. It's just because the scope of your lie was not big enough.
2: <laughs> I was not aware of the sure. law. Sure, yeah. And then I had to go to Atlantic City Criminal Court. Oh, no. Which was very scary.
0: Did you get to get tried as a minor? It feels like if you're if the crime is being a minor, then they can't try you right? as an adult. Right? <laughs> that seems unfair. It it's was like, scary. Yeah, it sounds um, really bad.
2: That's why I've devoted myself to bringing birthday around so she can play pianos in court because I was like, we've got to lighten the mood. <laughs> we've
1: got to. I mean, I will say that that was a great idea on Dylan's end. It is bleak in court so much of the time. Yeah. And it's like, what are we here for? We're here for a show. We're putting on a show.
2: <laughs> I have recently been thinking about how being on the witness stand is like acting because you're talking and everyone's looking at you. Yeah. And I've started. I've started to be jealous of people who are testifying. Because they're You're talking like, into a microphone. How did and I'm they not. book
0: that? Yeah. How did they
2: get that?
0: Yeah. So we've got two really good answers here for the most fun fun fact. One was that Dylan went to casino jail when she was seventeen. <laughs> the other polar bears are actually black, and it's the light reflecting off of their fur that makes that that makes them look white. Two good answers. Uh, two strong answers. These answers combined are worth uh, seven hundred points. Wow. wow. yeah. Final question. What is a subject that you feel like you could probably capably teach a class in right now with minimal preparation?
1: Probably dealing with Dylan's shit 101. I'm so sorry. I was kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what? Um, they say that you're never, there's no such thing as as a, a joke. You know, like there's truth in it. Do they say that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do they, I don't. I've never heard the expression "there's no such thing as a joke."
2: Well, then you haven't you haven't been to I O. You haven't studied under Del Close. And I'll tell you this: mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a joke.
0: I thought maybe it was a Russian thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's that the creative director likes to tell um, his uh, dancers, "There's no such thing as a joke until today," and it's you. It doesn't make a ton of sense and the syntax (laughs) isn't totally right. But
0: I imagine it loses something in the translation. Yeah. Well when
1: he says it, when he says it and there are like candles
2: and everyone else has gone home for and it's like you're rehearsing your own little solo, it's actually very romantic.
1: Yeah. You Um, know but that is an insult. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm saying
2: like it's it puts me on edge. It makes me be like, I'm gonna I gotta dance better than I ever have. And that's what drives me. Or it did. It did drive me. When I had a podcast co-host, when I had a, a lover, when I had a—and I've lost it all. And you know what? I think this is the best moment of my life.
0: Wow.
1: Listen, more power to you if if you feel more like a, a phoenix rising from the ashes than, like, an opossum that's been run over on the highway several times. Either way, you're the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts.
0: Um, so the final question was, what is a subject you think you could teach a class in a minimal preparation? Brothy said, putting up with Dylan's shit 101. Then uh, Dylan, I think, implicitly fired Brothy from their podcast. (laughs) Uh, I don't feel great about this. I'm going to say this is not your highest point total. This is just a, this is, this is worth a. Just a hundred, a simple hundred points. I
2: forgot that we're
1: supposed to be cheering you up. I forgot that this whole show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry we've, instead of cheering you up, come up with this very complicated narrative.
0: (laughs) No, honestly, I think this, there's like kind of a, a beauty in this that shows me kind of a depth of humanity that I wasn't expecting. And, and there is something joyous about that, even just kind of, like, even though it is a sad story, illuminating that part of the human condition mm-hmm. um, really touched my heart. And, and I think, like, just to feel kind of a new capacity for feeling is, is very beautiful.
2: I mean, joy cannot exist without sadness. That's
0: a Russian thing.
2: Thank that's you.
1: That's a Russian thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what gets Russians through the winters.
0: That, that, and that's the end of our game. The end of our game of learning sensation. Your final score, Brothian and Dylan, is 2,547 points against all odds. That is the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. Brothian Dylan, how do you feel?
2: Why did you say against all odds?
0: It's just hard to set an all-time high score.
2: Do you think it's like we couldn't do it?
0: I mean, I will say the vibes were not great throughout.
1: <laughs> okay, that that as an isolated clip is also a great (laughs) quote.
2: (laughs) A good uh, quote is definitely the vibes were not great
0: throughout. (laughs) (laughs) You've set the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. For the first time ever, I will say, somehow you did that. (laughs) As the winners, you each receive a one hundred dollar donation or contribution to the charity or aid cause of your choice. Where will the money be going?
2: Uh, we're gonna give it to Lilith Fund.
0: Yes, a great choice. Yeah, and that, that is an abortion fund based in Texas, right? Yes. Yeah, a great cause, important. You've all read the news, I imagine, listeners. If you've been listening to this podcast but not aware of the news, thanks, but don't don't do that. Finally, this week, the pep talks. Each of us will give a pep talk to someone or a group that we think might need it this week. I'll go first. My pep talk is for bad test takers. Okay, the bad news is tests might never get easier for you, but the good news is, eventually, you'll probably get to at least start picking and choosing which tests you take. It is unfair for the first nearly two decades of our lives, basically whoever can just quiz us on basically whatever and we have to answer their questions and take it seriously? That's very rude to me, especially when, let's be honest, I'm glad I know what photosynthesis is, but there's no point in my filling out a diagram of it under time pressure when I could easily look it up in a book or now on the internet anytime I need that information. Remembering stuff and being able to access that information under test pressure is just one way of being smart or having worthwhile skills and talents. I would trade probably 80% of the information I've retained from school to be a better dancer. 80% out of my brain so I could dance better but I'm a pretty good test taker and a pretty bad rump shaker. I don't know why that had to rhyme, but it did rhyme when I said it. I'd way rather be able to tear it up at a wedding than remember that there's something called a Krebs cycle. So maybe you're bad at recalling facts on the spot. Thanks to Google, that is so much less important than synthesizing and understanding new information on the fly, or lying to your landlord convincingly, or listening to other people and making them feel heard, or repairing a car engine, or seducing elderly women so they invest in the play you're producing that you're sure is going to be a flop and then you get to keep all the money. Whatever it is, it is okay to be bad at some things and good at other things. So much of the stuff we put so much emphasis on doesn't actually factor into your life very much at all in the long run. And if it does come up, seriously, just pretend you have to pee and look it up on your phone while you're in the bathroom. I'm sorry that was so long.
1: That was great. Dylan
0: and Brothy. the floor oh, no, is yours. No, that was worse.
1: great advice. I would, can
2: I go next?
0: Yeah.
2: I want to give a pep talk to Brothy. Um, Brothie, uh, I know that a lot of people are saying that you're kind of weird. And that, like, some of the stuff you're putting out there is, like, weird and they wouldn't do it themselves. And you're, they're not really sure where you're going. And that, you know, nobody really likes you or whatever. And, like, I just wanted to say, like, whether or not that's true, keep being yourself. Because that's the greatest currency that we have is authenticity. And um, I think that you just, you do what you do. And I admire that so much. You, you know, like, you're always true to yourself. Like, I wouldn't wear anything that you're wearing or, like, I wouldn't, like... Uh, make any of the decisions that you've made in your life, but like, it's cool that you did. Thank you.
1: That that really meant a lot to me. Thank you for saying that. That really helped. I want to give a pep talk to the cricket that lives in my garage. Hey, I know you're down there. You don't have to be so loud. You can take a break every now and then. That's pretty much it. We're not super close.
0: Well, thank you so much. Those are beautiful pep talks. Excellent gameplay. Just incredible, dynamic appearances on this podcast. Thank you so much. Dylan and Brodly, where can people find you and your work if they're looking for it?
1: Okay, you can find me in my house, but please don't. Yeah, don't do that. terrifying. But we're online. Our Twitter handles are just our names. And we're constantly talking to each other in public because... We lacked some sort of like childhood attention that we crave mm-hmm. every day now. Our podcast
2: is on Patreon only. It's impossible to find. Don't search it because a different podcast with three guys will come up called Lecture Hall where it says we're just some guys talking about sports. That's not us. That's not us. We're we're on Patreon only and we're impossible to find.
1: Yeah, we're impossible to find and you'll have a bad time. And every single, we don't have an intro or anything and it always seems like it's a big surprise that we're recording. It just seems like we both were just shaken awake from a nap.
0: If you're interested in that, find them on Patreon, but nowhere else. If you have your own answers to today's game of learning sensation, feel free to tweet them at me, at Josh Gondelman or at Make My Day Pod. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five-star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days.